0: Good evening from London, England. This is Eric Miskell with EMS Now. I am sitting here with Dita Vice of Informa. Um, we just arrived in London today in anticipation of the IPC EMS event tomorrow uh, that we are attending and that Dita is speaking at. Um, and so to celebrate this occasion, we're each enjoying a gin tonic, so um, good for us. The, uh wanted to brief you on our tour today, uh, the third day here in the UK. Dita and I visited with two different EMS companies, quite different in in, in 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 as in both size and corporate structure and capabilities and all that, but also some some commonalities that we're starting to identify here as being the ems industry in the uk and the type of work that they do and the type of uh, customers that they serve so um let me begin where we began this morning when we visited the Astiel flash facility in bedford Um, this by note is also dita and i have done three such tours of europe so far and Astiel flash is the only ems that we have visited each time uh, but in a different facility each time. So this was uh, it was good today to meet. We met here with, uh, let me tell you briefly, with Andrew Buss, who's the uh, managing director there. We ha- also met with John Cardy, who's the engineering manager. Uh, Andrew and uh, John were the ones who gave us a facility tour as well. We also met with Paul Gray, the production manager, and Nick Jones, the head of program management. Um an interesting tour. detail. why don't you put it in some context for us and tell us about uh, Astiel Flash.
1: Yes, Eric. Uh, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was a brilliant day, very exciting. And uh, uh, you might know that Astiel Flash was acquired by USI in 2020. Uh, USI being a big... Uh, Far Eastern EMS company uh, with about eight point six billion in revenues and having a total of two hundred and twenty SMT lines. You can you imagine that it's unbelievable big. Yeah, but that's across the what twenty seven sites, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Uh, of which uh, many are. uh, over here in in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have to say, so um, we still consider Astioflash the number two company, uh, European company, even so uh, uh, USI is behind it. But the point is that all European companies are put into, um, uh, reporting into a holding, a French holding. Mm. Uh, so the French holding is French, um, and that is why uh, this is European. And we put them into our statistics uh, of European EMS companies, and they are are still on number two directly behind Zona. So, uh, and that has been last year as well. And they have four facilities in Germany. They have the facility in uh, the UK. Uh, they have, um, and you get me on this, I think uh, they have two facilities in France. Um, then they have a facility in Tunisia, which is not necessarily Europe, but still it's uh, strongly connected to uh, France. And then um, uh, STO Flash has taken over a former USI facility in Poland, and actually they have developed this facility. Uh, uh, facility strongly. So uh, very interesting developments uh, with Flash uh, and as well over here in Bedford. Uh, we are watching this company very closely and uh, they are uh, having uh, a lot of connections with their, and that is uh, one I nearly forgot, they have a facility in the Czech Republic as well um, and uh, Uh, They have over here in Bedford a strong connection to the Czech Republic facility as well.
0: And the current site that we visit here in Bedford was also had previously been EMS that they acquired in 2008, I believe, that was called MRP and that's the current site in which they operate. Um, So an older facility but with modern capabilities. The uh, it was noteworthy because they're growing, right? And if you look at the type of work that they're doing, as it's becoming very common in what we're talking about, it's it's higher mix, lower volume uh, manufacturing tends to be regulated industries, uh, more high tech type things. The run rates tend to be lower, right? I think they said that, you know, uh, they do support the the, uh, aerospace industry where they can do boards in in the twos and fours, uh, but they could also then um, probably the highest run rates are maybe 12 to 1,000 boards a a month for some. Uh, A lot of their work is still, I think, uh, you know, just over 50%, almost a split between just PCBA versus box build as well. Uh, which uh, is also an issue that we're asking about how much of you because that's certainly a trend is people are trying to move from just being PCBA suppliers into more of the of the complete system box build type manufacturing um, what else stood out for you dita
1: um, well um, uh, in general uh, they showed us uh, their uh, uh, product mix uh, in regards yeah. to the market segments uh, And that is something which we have so far heard from most of the company. And again, it's uh, not unusual uh, that all these companies we have visited so far uh, tell us their biggest share is in the industrial electronics, which is a typical uh, uh, market segment where you have uh, low quantities, uh, high mix. uh, So that is uh, not not unusual. Mm -hmm. But then they uh, showed us a lot of very interesting uh, products. Uh, oh yeah! Starting with those uh, um, bicycle uh, products, where they uh, put uh, um, an image on the street with a laser, yeah. And you probably can explain that better. Yeah, that
0: right? was actually, and that's always the fun part, right? Is 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 You know, you see the facilities, you see the equipment, but it's really the the products that they're building and hear the stories about those that really reinforces the fact of the electrification of everything these days. And the one you're talking about, yeah, I I actually thought that was pretty cool too, was the, uh, and the backstory was fun. It was a lady who was at the university and I guess got hit by a, uh, by a, a delivery van who didn't see her on her bicycle. So she, in her senior year, I think it was at Cambridge, yeah. Uh, developed a, uh, a device by which it would project a laser projection of a uh, in green lighting on the ground ahead of the bicycle, uh, the image of a bicycle effectively, yeah. right? And uh, I'm trying to remember, she's named the company. Uh, uh, it was an acronym that, saw, that stood for, sorry, I didn't see you, mate, which yes. is what the driver said to her after he ran into her. And, and that's, to me, that's just a great story, right? This is somebody who, who had an experience, saw a need in the, you know, for, for a product and was in a position to fill it and i think it's a great story and then they uh they've developed other products now and they're working with her she started her own company and is doing these things they also were doing things you know uh I, we can't be we can't name customer names but we can talk kind of industry sectors there uh, very interesting things some for the for the defense uh for for fighter pilots uh safety device within the, yeah. the cockpit is what i would characterize that as um
1: What else did... And the tracking... uh, See, to me, it was very important uh, and interesting. Um, The question is always, uh, how do you get to new customers? Uh, We've had this discussion with other companies where um, investors come and uh, think uh, EMS is a commodity product, which is uh, totally wrong. Um, It uh, can take easily up to two years to develop a new uh, customer uh, so it's not that easy. Uh, now, uh, as Flash clearly said, we are definitely, and he was not, by the way, not the only one who mentioned that, we are looking at. Uh, Uh, universities at startup companies uh, with uh, good and brilliant ideas and we support them Mm. and we want to have our foot in those companies and help them develop those products and bring them to the market Uh, and once that is done uh, for sure uh, the uh, companies, the new companies, the startup will stick to uh, the supplier who helped them uh, grow bigger. So uh, uh, that is uh, a message to all product managers. Mm -hmm. Go to the universities, uh, look at uh, uh, the uh, know-how capacity that is there and uh, try to find uh, new startups which you can support uh, and uh, bring them into the industry.
0: And just to reflect, you know, that's what has occurred in the Silicon Valley, up around Stanford and Palo Alto, up there, right? Yeah. There's a lot that comes out of Stanford, product-wise. A lot of smart people uh, around MIT and Boston out there too, right? They have, and and you see electronic clusters in those areas as well, which are well served. Listen, they don't don't all come to market, but uh, you know, a lot of major companies today had their roots in those type of uh, institutions.
1: Yes, yeah, he. Uh, this is something. Uh, which you normally see at uh, these, I call them, medium-sized uh, companies in the range of uh, uh, 10 to 30 million uh, uh, British pounds. They... Um, uh, are very much engaged and uh, if you recall uh, our visit to Tioga where uh, the owner is uh, a lecturer and a professor at the mm-hmm. University of Na- Nottingham and we heard the same today at flash that they have very, very good uh, uh, connections I think it was Cambridge and Oxford. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah? So. Yeah.
1: Uh, that is, if you if you want to uh, complaining about skilled uh, labour, uh, uh, you need to find yeah, um, you need to go to the universities, speak with the people, yeah, um, uh, try to to motivate them to uh, have a look into your factory and. Uh, Uh, We're going to talk about that later in the afternoon visit as well, where we saw that.
0: Yeah, and so when I would say let's wrap up Astial Flash and move on, but I'd say Astial Flash is is different in that they're part of a a much larger global uh, 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 business, uh, with uh, um, USI being their, their owner and being within that. Um, they certainly are distinctive in that, but they also get the benefit of trying to leverage all those other capabilities, and they gain some benefit from a, a, a material purchasing perspective and, and sourcing through the, the larger entity, certainly. This particular facility is also looking to hire more. They are on a, on a growth trajectory. Both companies today were forecasting uh, had having good years and uh, have strong order books with uh, with forecasted growth ahead in their pipeline. Yeah.
1: Well, Astil Flash growth in twenty twenty two was totally in line with uh, the growth projections we have derived from our uh, IPC Informa annual surveys this year, uh, which. Uh, Uh, indicated that on average uh, the industry in 2022 grew by uh, 15.5 to 16%.
0: Okay, excellent. So, That's it on Esteele Flash. As with all companies, there will be a profile uh, put on EMS Now, uh, probably in July on this one. The Esteele Flash profile, I should just say, will reflect specifically the facility that we just visited in Bedford rather than the overall entity, and there are other ones on there from our previous visits as well. So let's get to the to our second our afternoon visit uh, with Jaltech Systems. Uh, in which town were they in? They were in Luton. Luton, that's right. Uh, we we're in Luton, England, uh, and we visited there. Uh, we had a very it was a good uh, meeting, very uh, energetic meeting. We met with uh, Stephen Pitam, who's the uh, managing director there and has been with the company for gosh, almost since its inception. I think he's been there 24 years. We had uh, Thomas Aird, who's the commercial manager, was with us, Simon Wallington, who is the new CFO, who just joined them here uh, this year, and then uh, Stephen Blythe, who's a business manager. And it was the two Stevens, uh, Pittam and Blythe, who gave us the tour as well when we did the facility tour. So uh, DITA, uh, here's a company that was founded originally in 1988. They really speak to kind of 2015 is when they really refocused. Uh, a, a lot of efforts uh on the e m s and really getting better established and uh and driving their business within e m s so uh, tell me what stood out for you Give us a sense of them
1: well uh, first of all uh, this is still a family owned business owned by the suit family um, and uh, there is uh, Yaltech Holding uh, Company as, uh, as the top uh, and then there is Yaltec Systems which is the actual EMS mm-hmm. company and there is Yaltec Design Services Limited uh, as well over there um, which is a, a small uh, company with five people in the engineering uh, area and uh, well on this company what impressed me the most was uh, the products I saw on, mm. on the shop floor um, they are very strong in airspace and defense, uh, and uh, I get this feeling you somehow you can see uh, whether a product goes into the air and space industry uh, by by its complexity. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Uh, we saw a lot of rigid flexible PCBs. Yeah, uh, some uh, even where the flex part was a separate flex. Uh, Um, uh, PCB which was afterwards uh, soldered and um, formed the connection of two rigid PCBs. I hadn't seen that for a long time Um, so it was interesting to see it uh, for me as well Um, On the other hand uh, especially, uh, and that is due to the fact that uh, aerospace and defense probably has still uh, quite uh, good margins Mm. Um, there are not looking too much in optimizing uh, the uh, the panels uh, the uh, for for the printed circuit board, uh, so there is a, a, a big frame around uh, the panel. There's a lot of uh, space between the individual uh, PCBs, so uh, you have a lot of waste. But that is is something. Um, The airspace and defense industry doesn't uh, actually focus on too much, but they will have to change for the simple reason uh, it's an issue of sustainability and uh, actually my colleague Michael Kunzebeck will be giving a presentation tomorrow at a conference in Germany uh, on sustainability uh, and to us. Um, one of the most important issues is on the uh, PCBA side uh, that we need to make sure that we reduce the consumption of laminates, because uh, this is uh, the waste that is left over after all metals have been recycled. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, an issue, uh, but uh, going back to the production, beautiful products, yeah, uh, very, very complex. As I said, a lot mm-hmm. of rigid uh, flags and uh, this company is growing Um, they have just uh, added new space uh, on the other side of the road and they would love to have even more space because they think uh, once they have this additional space uh, they can convince the customer, rather than just manufacturing the PCBA over there, that they can take over the assembly of the finished products. And that is a general trend. Yeah?
0: Right, exactly. If I remember correctly, I mean, it's it's well over 50% of the of their production is PCBA only. And we saw a lot of different PCBA boards, and as you rightfully indicated, higher complexity. And and I think about that kind of what differentiates them is they do have the... Uh, the uh, AS9100 and the ISO 13485. So you really have both the uh, uh, aerospace and medical accreditations there in a manufacturing facility and I think they're one of the few EMS in the UK that have both of those. And uh, But again, a lot of that is still at the board level and they're certainly looking to grow into the box build. And so for, from a forecasting perspective uh, for growth, kind of organic growth within customers, Um, They certainly seem to be well positioned. Uh, It looks like they're also going through some internal changes and considerations for for optimizing the space that they do have.
1: Uh, Well, uh, see, I uh, often have this problem uh, that companies invest a lot of money in machinery, uh, but when it comes to outside advice, they're reluctant to spend money on that. Uh, At Yaltec, uh, it seems to be uh, different. They are willing to spend money on outside consultancy as well uh, because they uh, know that it will help them uh, to advance faster. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, they're working together with several uh, uh, different uh, associations uh, in Great Britain. It was interesting to to me... uh, uh, how many different associations there actually are uh, in uh, the UK. And they just wrote down NM, uh, NMI, Electronics uh, Manufacturing Association. Mm-hmm. I have to admit I've never heard of that. I still need to Google mm-hmm. that, but there were other associations yeah. from the automotive industry and uh, things like that.
0: Yeah, and it was also the other programs that they're they're taking advantage of. I think one was called uh, um, sharing in growth program, which is a government program. I think it's yes. 95% funded by the government and 5% by Rolls-Royce, or maybe it's 10% by Rolls-Royce. And it's really kind of helping companies to... to, to improve and to and to grow successfully and the government and obviously rolls-royce uh, have a vested interest in that so they're they're certainly benefiting from that they go through various you know mentoring uh, sessions and they talked about recently you know spending uh, several days uh, with a consultant from toyota who comes over and teaches them kind of better manufacturing type things so again Oh, what was the other one? Uh, there was something, Make UK, which is, is a program really to help kind of create a uh, industrial strategy for England. And so that is uh, something under considerate. And it was funny because they said some of those people actually wanted something like Germany, but, uh, but the majority want something that's more distinctive for the UK. Uh,
1: yes, and especially as uh, uh, Yaltic Systems is working a lot in the airspace and defense industry, they have to uh, have uh, local uh, manufacturing and local supplies as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they mentioned the issue uh, that uh, PCB manufacturing in Europe is uh, becoming a difficulty Whereas in, uh, uh, 20 years ago, they had no difficulties to source their uh, complex printed circuit board. And yeah. uh, as I said before, a lot of it is rigid flex uh, PCB. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to source any of those uh, PCBs in the Far East, right. yeah? uh, despite the fact whether it's questionable whether they can uh, supply those complex mm-hmm. boards. Yeah, And uh, they have difficulties to finding uh, sufficient uh, different PCBs uh, PCB manufacturers in the UK and it's um, uh, definitely a subject uh, tomorrow at the IPC EMS uh, seminar over here in London um, and uh, I know uh, that Steve Pittam and Stephen Blight uh, going to attend this uh, right. uh, seminar as well and I really appreciate that um, people uh, give this seminar a lot of attention. In actual fact, uh, uh, we're going to have double the attendance this year than we had yeah. last year on the first event. Yeah,
0: and tomorrow night after the event, we can do a podcast and talk a little bit more about what happened yeah. there. But let's bring it back to JalTech. I would say uh, overall impression that it's a company to watch. They're going through, they have a lot of a lot of things favoring them, I think that if we saw their the, the, the logos of their customer roster customer roster uh, we don 't share that uh, on this, but it is a very impressive list, as with most of the companies too, the other oh, ones yes. we visited, they mostly are dealing with the the u k based uh, front for these global brands in some cases, and a lot of them are there. I think they have uh, very sticky relationships that they develop, and that really has to do with a quality that they're able to deliver on, but also the type of manufacturing. These aren't high volume type things, they really become the trusted manufacturing partner of their OEM uh, clients.
1: Well, uh, uh, let's tackle one uh, final subject over here, which not everybody uh, might like, uh, which is uh, the Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's wh- funny because I think
0: just about every company is referred to the fifty-one versus forty-nine, right? Oh yes. And they, they say I was I was in the fifty-one or I was in the forty-nine, right? The forty-nine are the ones who voted to you know not to do Brexit. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, nearly everybody was uh, complaining about the. Uh, uh, a lot of bureaucracy in regards to paperwork to exporting and uh, i in my market research have seen that since uh, the brexit uh, uh, became live that the export rates of uk uh, ems companies have reduced definitely Mm -hmm. Uh, because uh, um, and uh, uh, oems from great britain Uh, started sourcing more Mm products in the UK rather than getting them from the mainland. So uh, in actual fact, uh, it is uh, uh, even the situation that you get this feeling that British companies uh, uh, export more product to the United States than they do to Europe. Yeah. Now, I think you're right. The Brexit issue
0: has come up in regards to... The other one is the staffing, right? Being able to get people and today we had some good conversations about some of the workarounds that are going on in order to to still get people but it certainly is impacting the uh, the workforce availability here in the UK and the other one is as you're saying we've heard from several ones who have subsidiaries in say eastern europe where the bureaucracy and just the paperwork uh, uh, that's now required from places they always shipped to before that was quite simple and, and very easy before yeah, okay. is now much more burdensome on them. And that's just, you know, they're, they're having to deal with that, and uh, but in uh, uh, typical British fashion they are uh, they are moving forward and, and carrying on, so I think that uh, it certainly speaks to the industry here. I am impressed I'm liking what I'm seeing here in the UK so far. I know we're going to do the event tomorrow. We now have only one visit tour left in the UK. That'll be on Friday. And then maybe this weekend, you and I can talk about some of the greater trends within UK that we've noticed.
1: Oh, yes. And we have uh, accepted uh, to live with the Brexit. We have um, uh, accepted. To live with the imperial system, we have accepted that uh, I drive you on the wrong side of the road every day. And at night uh, rather than uh, uh, just buying an ordinary beer, I order a pint. Uh, So all of that is different. And we live with it. That's the way uh, the Brits are. And we accept them. We like them. Uh, and we hope we won't lose yeah. contact with them. Yeah.
0: And I would also say, uh, just a closing note, everyone that we've spoken to, without fail, speaks very optimistically about the industry and the potential and the growth that they, they expect to continue for their companies. So I think the overall, while there are certainly challenges, as there always are, uh, there are certainly uh, forecasting uh, good business ahead for the industry. So that's a good thing. So, so that's it from us tonight from, uh, from London Town. We will uh, give you an update after the event tomorrow and then also after we do our final tour on Friday. So thank you all for listening. Take good care. <laughs>